Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 31 of the Movement is Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Carr. And today I'm joined in studio by a very special guest, my good friend, Wesley Showalter, a.k.a. Showed Up. Thank you and welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm blessed. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, Showed Up, he's had a journey around the fitness industry, I would say. Um, originally from State College, Pennsylvania. That's right. The Happy Valley. Yes. Drink to that. We said at the same time. Born and raised. Um, And he's been a lot of different places. Uh, He's a dear friend of mine. But one of the main reasons I wanted to have Wes on the podcast is because his journey in the fitness industry, I feel like, is very different than mine. Although I'd say we're very similar in a lot of ways. Like your career is different in a lot of ways in that – you know, I'm someone I've literally worked at one facility for my entire career since 2008. I've always been an employee. I've always worked kind of in a strength and conditioning facility. Whereas Wes's path has been very different, but I also think your path has been very similar to a lot of people in the industry working as an independent contractor, working as a group coach, and doing it in many different facilities and locations. And something that you've done really well is you've been very successful in all the different places that you've been and and something talking to a lot of coaches who either complain or voice their displeasure about their experience. Hey, I can't get enough, enough clients. I'm moving from different facilities. You've been very successful at that. And I think partially obviously because of your great technical coaching skills, but then also your personality and your ability to hustle and develop uh, relationships with clients and develop relationships in the communities that you work in. And so having you on here, I really wanted to talk about that for you. I want to talk about your entire kind of career and fitness journey, but how have you been able to do that? So I don't know if you want to start by just kind of giving a quick uh, a quick background on you and your entrance into the fitness industry. And then I kind of want to jump into kind of your career path and your journey. All right. I'm going to try to make this like relatively short. You won't. I, can make, I know you no, won't. I'm not going to make this short. Okay. So like you said, from State College, Pennsylvania, small town, like Penn State, we are all that jazz. Uh, when I was a little kid, I was like unathletic, overweight, all that jazz. And I started working out. I had a trainer actually when I was like 12 years old, this dude, Josh Nolton. Yeah, I was like 12. And I started developing a healthy relationship with the gym, like many people, you know, built confidence, all that stuff. Were you like me? Were you like a chubby kid? Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I got made fun of. Like, yeah, I, oh, I shopped in the Husky section. So, yeah, like big and tall, yeah. thick with two C's, the whole shebang. And uh, started working out and like started getting stronger and seeing what the gym could do. Kind of became a meathead at like a very young age, like before puberty, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Start with your muscle mags, all that jazz. And let's say, so when I was in high school, yes, uh, not to get like deep or anything like that, but like my mother had passed and my dad passed when I was like three. So I had kind of seen what lifestyle or rather like lifestyle can do, like not taking care of yourself can lead to potentially, right? And as well as other people in my family or friends, family, friends, all that stuff. So I started kind of becoming attached to the gym, working out the training process, what it could do for you, your quality of life, uh, as well as, you know, I just, I loved it. So high school came around again, kept working out, did sports, all that stuff. 
And then I ended up going to college for kinesiology, Penn State University. Originally thought I was going to train athletes. I was all hype. I thought I was going to get guys ready to go for like the NFL combine. I was, you know, at the time reading a lot of like Joe DeFranco stuff, Boyle stuff, Cressy stuff, all these other guys. And uh, through various internships, I had a couple with like football teams, uh, high school kids, all that. And I loved it. But fast forward, graduate college, and I'm training people by day doing bark or bouncing by night. Did that for like a year after I graduated from Penn State. And then I ended up moving to Chicago with the person that I was with at that time, partner I had. Didn't know anybody, like literally was moving out to Chicago just because at the time I was with this person. I was like, yeah, I want to be with them. I'm going to Chicago. Reached out to a performer, professor of mine at Penn State, Lori Gravish. Shout out to Lori Gravish if you're listening to this. And she was like, hey, like I know a gym out there that you're going to be great at. It's called David Barton Gym. David Barton Gym was a big box gym. Some of you mm-hmm. might know it. Uh, it was kind of like nightclub-y, very hip, like, you know, high energy, all that stuff, like a bunch of weirdos. It was a good time. And it was a perfect fit. So long story short, Lori helps me get this interview. I end up getting the interview in like New York City. And again, I was in State College my entire life, like small town USA, right? Like middle of nowhere. A little country boy in the big city. Yeah, never had left State College. So I do the initial thing in New York City. And they're like, all right, we're going to give you this stamp of approval. You'll go out to Chicago. You're going to interview with this guy. He's the GM. His name's Colby. I interview with this guy, Colby. I get the gig. So I go out to Chicago. I know nobody. I'd never been in a major city in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I'm in this big box gym and they hire me and I start training people, right? They start giving me free sessions. They start like teaching you how to sell. Like that was part of their process. They had like these things called uh, membership advisors, which basically, again, were, were salespeople. Mm-hmm. And I, within three months, and I'm not trying to like talk shit, but within three months, I had a full book of business. And again, I went from like, didn't know anybody, no clients, no nothing. First time in a major city, I was commuting via the train, waking up hella early uh, to train like 5 a.m. clients. I was getting home until like 9, 9.30, 10 at night, getting on the train the next day early as shit. So I'm at this, how far How far do you want me to go with this, by the way? Uh, I, you can keep going. I like this. All right, I'm going to keep going. So I was at this, so I was at David Barton. <laughs> I'm there for like three months. And within three months, I'm one of their top performers. I'm banging out tons of sessions. And I thought at the time, I was like, well, yeah, I'm banging out tons of sessions. Like, I went to Penn State. I have a kinesis degree. Like, I know exercise science, da 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 Later, I realized that is not why I had a lot of business. It was because of personality and being able to hang out with me for an hour because yeah, pretty cool dude. Um, and at David Barton, I never wanted to do group fitness. I thought group fitness was a joke. I, like, made fun of a lot of group X people. I was like, oh, they don't know shit. They just say 30 seconds, go, rah, rah, Monday motivation, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day at David Barton, one of the instructors doesn't show up because she's sick. And my manager's like, yo, you're going to go teach this class. I'm like, I've never taught a class in my life. He's like, you're going to go teach this class. I'm like, okay. And I had experience with groups, but it was, like, athletes, stuff like that. And so I teach this class. It was called uh, – Back attack. And it was like all back attack. Yeah, but I'm not kidding. It was called back attack. It was all like post, <laughs> it was all posterior chain. And so I pull it out of my ass. I like write down a workout within like 10 minutes. And the people are like, that was awesome. We love this guy or whatever. So it becomes my class. So once a week I start teaching this class, David Bar Gym. And then one class turns into two, two turns into three, three turns into four, and I'm personal training. So I'm banging all these sessions. I'm teaching classes. The classes are getting me clients. 
this guy notices at David Barton that I'm like filling the classes and he starts recruiting me. And he's like, Hey man, like you should come teach for me. Like I own a boutique fitness studio, like boutique fitness is where it's at. Like this big box stuff is like for the birds. And he's like getting in my ear like all the time. And he's like, you should go private. You'll make more money. Like da 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 da. Anywho. So I kind of start to realize, and again, corporate gyms, big box gyms, they're great. So there's a lot of people out there that will like knock them, but it's a great place to learn how to coach a variety of people. Mm -hmm. You have training insurance, you have, you're getting fed clients. Like there's, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so people will be like, ah, big box gyms, they take your money, like all this stuff. But it's like, they're paying a lot of money it, to, to it, get you all those things. Exactly. So, like, yeah, anyway, it was a great experience. Good. I want to touch on something that you said there yeah. that's interesting. And one, like, one, you're very personal. That's why you sold well. Yeah. But again, another thing you learn from being in a big box gym is selling. Oh, dude. So that's something else is like people in fitness don't. And I get it. Like they don't want to use the word sell. Yeah. But if you're selling a legitimate product, like yeah, I'm you not be passionate about exactly. doing exactly. Like I, I mean what I'm telling people when I talk to them about like here's what I can do for you, so I can help you. Like yeah. I can't snap my fingers and get you to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but like I can help you get where you want to be if you like do the stuff that you're going to do when we're together and outside the gym and this that and the other thing. Mm -hmm. And in at those gyms, like they are focused on selling. Like I worked at a Gold's before I worked at Boyle's, and the whole thing was like work the floor, talk to people on the floor, sell them on personal training. Oh, dude! And you learn how to do that and how to talk to people. And so, like, it's a valuable experience because, like you said, people don't understand it, when you open your own gym, whether it's like Mike Boyle's strength conditioning, whatever your standalone facility is. You don't necessarily have people just walking in the door. You have to go out and get people to come in. When you're at a big box gym. You have a bunch of customers just standing, potential customers standing there on the floor that you can be like, yeah, I can convert you to a training client, a group class client, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of spoiled in that nature. But then you said people always be like, oh, you know, big box gyms suck. They take your money. There, there are a lot of faults there, but there's a lot of value in learning. So Dude, it's like ton. you get, plus you get a ton of reps. Like you said, you coached that whole time. You were coaching a ton of people. Back, I want to backtrack something you said. So when I first came there, right, I was like, oh, within three months, I was one of the top trainers, like whatever. But between day one and that, I'd be in the gym all day. I'd be there from six or five or whatever it was to like eight, nine at night. And I would literally just like give people free sessions or I would like show them stuff or I'd start bullshitting with people. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, people feed or they watch your body language in the gym. doesn't matter what mm -hmm. coaching environment you're in. And people can see if you're engaged or if people are picking up what you're putting down or if you actually care about the person that's in front of you. Mm -hmm. So like your body language tells a lot, mm -hmm. right? And so that shockingly is how I got my clients. And again, said this already, I thought I was like, oh yeah, I have clients because like I know a decent amount about X phase and all this, but that's not it. It's just like, shit. No. Like no one <laughs> said classic quote, no one cares how much you know until you know they know how much you care. Yeah. So I'm just good with people. So it's like if you have good people skills and people not trainers, which I get, that are you know, not great at coaching but have a full book of business, but there's something to learn from those people. So There's a reason people are paying them. Exactly. So like if you, all right, let me backtrack again. Well, the truth is there's a lot of clients that don't really care that much about really getting better. No, but they like the idea of going to a trainer and in reality, they're working out two or three days a week. They might not actually want to push that hard or work towards a goal, but the one non-negotiable is they have to like spending that hour with somebody, yeah. you know, and there's some people who really want to get better. Some people who like, you don't have to be that good because they just want to spend time with you and have someone to work out with and maybe kind of push it and kind of coast and 
you have to understand who those clients are. Yep. Yeah, I would say those are like your check the box people. Speaking of that, something that we'll potentially we'll talk about strength faction, but something that my buddy Todd Bumgarner talks about that like stuck with me way back in the day is that there's three and you can they're all hybrids, but there's three essential buckets that you can kind of count people in. And everyone's a mix of every of this and that. You can't label people. But you got your why clients, your how clients, and your what clients. What clients or no, yeah. What clients are the easiest people to train? Tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. I can say like, put your head through that wall. And they're like, okay, I'm going to put my head through the wall. Why clients are constantly being like, well, how come last week we did this many reps and now we're doing this many? Or how come we're doing it like this, but we're not doing it like that? And they constantly, they can come off as annoying as shit, but they just want to understand why they're doing what they're doing. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. And that there's a method to the madness. And then you have your how clients that are constantly being like, does this look right? Does it, is this right? Like, am I using the right thing? Like, da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And you have to coach to the player, so to speak. So you have to know, like, I'm not a psychologist, but you have to know how to talk to these people. Yeah. And that's something where if you're a good coach, you have a high or decent emotional intelligence, you know how to say it. So for instance, I have this client, Sarah, and she's incredible. And she'll be like, you know, let's say we go from for a month we're doing split squats and the mm -hmm. next month we're doing rear fill. They're like, well, this is a progression and like, this is why. And so I know how to frame things. Mm -hmm. So if you know how to talk to these people, you can kind of negate all that other stuff. Does that make yes. sense? Yeah. Right. So like, uh, I always say, so you say like the why clients, those are all the people early in my career. I thought were like problem clients, the yep. difficult clients. You're like, oh, I fucking can't stand this person. Yep. But they always looking back. I'm like, they made me a lot better. Oh yeah. Now I appreciate them. But it took me until I realized I was getting annoyed because I wasn't good at dealing with them. Dude, and that's that's the thing. Is early in my career, I'd be like, this person's paying me, and like they don't trust me. Like I have an education, or yeah, like, yeah, whatever the like, case get my is. Fucking ego. Out yeah, it, it, that's what it is. Yeah. So now I love these clients because yeah. I start to go elbow deep on stuff sometimes. Like yeah. sometimes probably even more than I need to. But it's like, I have a method of madness. Here's why we're going to do what we're doing. And then they see the value and they want to continue to train with you. Yeah. And these people tend to be like very type A and yeah. very educated and not that other people aren't educated. but And they tend to become your most diehard people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the people who really want to train and care about training. Mm -hmm. But they know just enough and they're just curious enough that they're going to ask questions about mm -hmm. everything, which is good because it keeps you honest and it helps you with your communication skills as far as like, okay, like I can actually talk to this person about why we're doing it. And like, it's okay that they're asking me a million questions about my exercise progression or why I built it this way or why I progressed this way, whatever it might be. Something else that other people have said before, but I am a firm believer in this. Uh, speaking of the why clients, and like they know just enough, you said. Yeah. Those same, so my goal, and I think a lot of coaches, trainers have this goal, use that word interchangeably, uh, is to get people to a place where they don't need me. Yeah. But they want to like, I don't want to downplay it, but like they keep hanging out with me. Yeah. It's like I have clients that I've trained for years. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. They like, they don't need me. No. Like they're not coaches. They don't necessarily know X fizz and program. They know enough to like be good and like yeah. have a good quality of life. And like, I want to educate my people. And some, most people don't give a shit, right? Most people don't care. Yeah. But for those that do, I want to teach them and I want to give them the reason why we're doing what we're doing. So they get to a place where they don't, they don't need me. Like I have a handful of clients right now. I can think of where I'm like, you don't need me. No, like, like, if I didn't mean? show up today, you'd be just fine. Exactly. But they're coming because they want to hang out with you. Yeah, right? exactly. And that's, again, that's why people pay 
top dollar. You could be the best coach ever, and if they don't fucking like you, it doesn't really yep. matter. Nope. In the first place. Which I know, I'm sure you do too. I know plenty of guys, girls, all that, that uh, know all the things. But they have horrible people skills. Yeah. And so, like, they can't keep business. Or, like, they're yeah. just not pleasant to be around. Or, uh, and we'll get into this, but, like, so I'm an independent trainer, right? And yeah. I do groups and all that. And there are a few trainers that I see, and this is not me just like bashing people, but it's true, where I just watch their body language. I'm like, how do you have business? Like, yeah. like there's this guy I can think of in particular that whenever I walk into the gym every day, it doesn't matter what day, what time, I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, good. Like, he's just flat. Yeah. And he's constantly like this. I'm like, how do you have clients, bro? Like, yeah, like you know, these people come in, they're excited to be there, and then yeah. that's what they see. Yeah. And I see his body. Like, like this, anyway, not to be a negative Nancy or anything, but that's just, you know, side note. So when you left David Barton, you oh, made the jump into, so, you made it into being an independent coach. Correct. So I had no clue what I was doing. I went into being independent because I was like, oh, there's like more money in this. And if I'm, at, if I stay at this big box gym, like the, the, you know, the ceiling is only so high. So I started teaching classes, which again, let me backtrack. What's funny about the class thing is that I never wanted to do classes because I was like, oh, group exercises, like, you know, 30 seconds and all this rah, rah, BS, whatever. But what's funny about it is that I love being the center of attention. Yeah. I'm very loud. I'm very loud. I'm very energetic. And it's perfect. You're like, it's like, actually kind of funny. It's, yeah, it's perfect. So like after the first two classes, I started rolling and that's what like, I like fed off of it. Like I feed off the energy. Like yeah. something we were talking about in the car the other day. And I say this to people all the time. It's like, I bring the juice. I don't care if it's 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. or how many sessions I've had. you got to bring the thunder. So, like, I'm not comparing myself to MJ, but MJ, like, always showed up. It didn't matter what team it was or, like, what these, like, yeah. there are people that paid to see me play. To me, it's more like this person paid to take this class or paid to do this personal training session. I don't care what's going on in my day or what's going on in my personal life or how I feel or what I did last night or what time it is. got to bring the juice. Like, you got to be consistent with your personality with your energy, it doesn't matter what's going on because that is how you will lose people and like people are going to, you know what I mean? Dude, well, I've heard people say like they don't care like what you're, that you had a 6 a.m. session, no. like, a 6 p.m. session. Like uh -uh. they're paying, that's one hour out of their day that is a lot of money. I would say like they're going to pay $100 yeah. to spend an hour with you. That's an important time. I would, for me, I'm like, it's a luxury service that yeah. you're paying for. It, it is. Like it's, it's a luxury service. Income. Most people cannot afford personal training. Um, and so even group training, like still luxury service, like, like you said, classes and things. So like you owe them that when you go. Agreed. And, uh, I've heard other trainers and coaches have said this and I say this and firmly believe in this, but like, I want to be the best part of someone's day or at least up there. Right. Yeah. I don't have to be like the best part, but I want to be like something that lifts people up, mm -hmm. not to sound corny. And like, I want them to come, I want them to be pumped to come to the gym. Mm -hmm. I don't want someone to be like, oh, gotta go see Wes. Or like, oh, I gotta go see Wes. Like, I want yeah. them to be like, yeah, like they don't have to be pissing their pants, but like, I'm going to the gym. Like, we're going to train. Like, yeah. da -da 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 -da. um, shit, I'm losing my train of thought. There's something a little Well, we, well so we were going into talking about you jumping into teaching. Oh, uh, right. The boutique right. place, and you got into the group classes. So, right. So I'm doing the group thing at this like tiny studio. And the owner is also, how did you start to fill up? Because you were just crushing these group classes and people were like, I need to go see showed up. Like, you mean for one of them? Like, when, well, even then, like you just jumped into doing those group classes, right? Yeah. And did they just start filling up because of word of mouth people being like, I like this class or like, how did that, how did you kind of start 
building your roster again, whether it's in groups or personal training when you transferred over, because I feel like a lot of people want to make a jump. Yeah, There's yeah. people, definitely people in box gyms yeah, yeah. that are like, Hey, I want to go to a smaller place, but like, am I going to lose my clients? How do I rebuild well, my roster? Like for you, and you've done this multiple times, like, what do you think when you started to do that, that helped you become successful? Attention to detail. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that a lot and I'm not like super duper duper meticulous. Like I coach, I cue, I correct, but just in general, being a good coach yeah. via like acknowledging people, it, has, it can be their effort. It could be what they're wearing. It could be something they posted on social media. It could be their technique. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, last week I saw you do this. Now you're doing that. That's awesome. Or like you gave them that little moment every day when oh, yeah. you communicated I, with them. Dude, I do my best. Even if I don't know someone's name, I, I, I do my best to acknowledge them. And like, I'm also a total goofball. So like, I don't know if people listening to this might not know me, but I'm like very silly. Like, yes, yeah. I coach and I've got a bunch of certs and experience and all this happy horse shit, but like, I'm a total goon. Like I, yeah. I'm like, I let it rip. I'm yeah. Like I, I'm, but that makes it easier for you to build relationships with someone you don't even say, like, I don't know their name. If you're like that, it already takes their guard down, right? Yeah. Because they're scared of feeling silly or feeling like, like they're in a, the most vulnerable moment for someone who's a yeah. new to your class. Right? So, let me, right. Well, I'm glad you said that. So, something that I love to say yeah. is I go, guys, this is just a boutique fitness class. I go, this is not the Olympics. This is not the military. I go, if shit hurts, don't do it. I go, I literally, I literally, I say just that. I go, if shit hurts, don't do it. I go, don't worry about the person next to you. I yeah. go, I'm just happy you're here. And then sometimes I'll make this joke for like first timers. I'll be like, Where's my virgin blood at? And I'll be like, blah, blah, blah. I'll go, hey, if you have a bad time, there's like 80 other coaches here. Don't check them out. Or I'll be yeah. like, and I'll be like, and by the way, I'll be like, listen, it's not going to last that long. You're not going to get hurt. And you might even laugh a little by the end. And I like make that little innuendo. Uh, so I try to like, you know, I try to make people feel comfortable as best I can, especially yeah. like you got this heavily tattooed dude playing like Ozzy at six in the morning, bouncing off the walls. Like yeah. that can be scary as shit. Yeah. Like to some little lady who's, and was one of my favorite things is when I get like an older lady, which actually there's this, there's this older lady named Nancy. She's like 60 something. She takes my class every week on uh what day is it? Wednesdays, every Wednesday. And the first time she took her, took my class, I could tell she walked in. She was like, Holy shit. She was like, This is my first time. She here. sees you. Literally, literally. She sees literally. You metal and I get it. I get it. Like, I'm, I'm wearing a cut off metallic shirt and like whatever. I'm like, What's up, Nancy? I'm Wes. And I like start BSing with her. And I'm like, Listen, you're going to be just fine. I go, Worst case, you're going to die. And I, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I go, You're not going to die. It's fine. I go, It's just exercise. And I, and I, I try to like, again, make it silly. I'm like, listen, yeah. if you're here to, and I actually say this on the mic, I'm not kidding you. You should take one of my classes one day. Cause you yeah. probably laugh your ass off. I'll be like, listen, if you're here to check the box, great. If you're here to smash the box, great. If you don't know why you're here yet. Great. If you're here to sweat out last night, great if you're here. Cause your buddy brought you here. Great. I'm just happy you're here. I'm like, I'm just happy you're here. Let's have a good time. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to give you 800 ways. You can do the same exact exercise. And if you need a break, take it. You need water towel, pee pee, go take it. I go, this isn't the military. It's just a workout. It's just a workout. And I say that every time I teach. It doesn't matter what time slot it is. Because, like, I can. If you're taking away, because what's beautiful about that is, like, that's your personality. Yeah. But, like, all these people come into a fitness class uncertain and unsure. Oh, yeah. And all you do and all those things you just said is, like, you take away all the uncertainty and fear that they have. Right? That's, that's all I want to do. Yeah. I want people to feel comfortable. I, like, and again, everything I already said. Yeah. Like, the way I look, the music, the this, the that. Yeah. Especially, like, 
where I'm at right now, it's an awesome studio, but it can be intimidating. You got all these chicks and or guys too, and like Lululemon with their shirts off and sports bras and and like that's that's great, and yeah. that's grand. But I'm like, I'm just happy you're here, and I, you know, I'm like, let's let's stick around a while, let's move, let's sweat, let's challenge our homeostasis, like yeah. you know, let's let's laugh and giggle and let's let's try to get a little better. Like I love that, and but that is like again naturally you're an extrovert, but you don't have to do it your style. No, no, you don't. I no, think dude, that doing good. what you do, communicating with people up front, taking helping bring their guard down because you're outgoing, yeah. and you say taking away all the uncertainty for them is what gets people comfortable to come to a class. And they're like, oh, I'll come back to this class because I felt good when I went there. Which, uh, and this isn't me like gassing myself up. But I shit you can gash yourself up. And I'll show you if you don't believe me. I'll show you on my phone right now. I got a message. So yesterday yesterday was Thursday, right? Yes. So I taught a seven AM class. It's one of my favorite classes. It's like a it's pretty much the same people every week. And this woman, Dina, Dina, if you're listening to this, shout out to Dina. She messaged me. She was like, Wes, I loved your class so much. And she's like, I don't know, fifty or something like that. And it just it makes you feel good. Yeah. Which I'm gonna say something else. This is corny, but I don't care. I have a notebook. And a saved document on my phone full of messages from people that have said something along those lines about yeah. like, you know, you made me feel good or something that's positive about not like, Wes, you're the best, but like something that says like exercise and like, you know, I was really scared and now I'm not or like you got me my first push up or whatever it is. And on the days that I'm not having a great day, which isn't that many, like I'm, I pretty much piss rainbows every day. Like I wake up, do the gratitude journal, all that happy stuff. But if I'm ever having a shit day, which isn't that often, I will look at that stuff and I'm like, this is why I do what I do. This Reminds me to like, okay, yeah, make it. Exactly. I don't care if it's like, you know, an older lady or a, a man or a jack dude, I don't care. But if, if I'm having a positive impact on somebody's life, like that's, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that that was why I used to tell people, and I still it's in one of my presentations that the that I would say is like, just think every day I want to leave and think did I make one positive impact today? Because like there's gonna be a lot of days when like they're tough days or you're tired or like you felt like you didn't coach well. And some days when I get done with like a group of kids, and I'm like fuck, I'm not good at my job. And then you're there, like, did I do one thing today that I thought like I took somebody up a notch? That's that's it. Because there are like I said. I'm like, I bring the juice and I do, but there are some times where I teach a class and the group is flat. Like I'm yeah. like, I'm bringing the thunder and they are just not picking it up. And that it happens. Like, I don't care who you are, yeah. what energy you bring. Sometimes that's just the vibe or the people or the time or whatever it is. And so it's like, if you can find one person that you mm -hmm. uplifted that day, then how do you do it? That's yeah, right. Cause so just like, keep making a positive. Yeah. Um, Stay positive, positive, test negative. <laughs> I had to say that. Sorry. <laughs> so, so like you've gone, you've been as a private contractor, or like a group class coach in a lot of different cities, right? You've yes. restarted, you've redone multiple times. Yeah. And so if like, there's a lot of people, like I said, who want to make a jump to either opening their own place or leaving like a corporate fitness gig to going to a smaller studio. And I think a lot of times people are scared of restarting because they're like, how do I rebuild it? And so you've done that really well, like everywhere you go you're like the top coach or you fill up your classes, you fill up your client roster, whatever it is. Like when you make that jump consistently, how do you start? Like, how do you, when you get there, you're like hit the ground running. Do you start making phone calls? Do you ask people at the gym? Do you just say, Hey, I'm going to take any session I can and see how do I snowball from there? Like, how do you go and do that from a practical standpoint? So there's a lot of ways you can do it. This is 
This is my experience, yeah. right? Yep. And it's funny because every time I've had to do it, I've gotten more efficient slash more confident. Doesn't yeah. mean I can snap my fingers and get business. No. So first off, I'm going to say, I don't care who you are as a coach or what education you have or how long you've done it or how much ass you kicked anywhere. It's going to be tough. Yeah. And my biggest shot to my ego, which I'm not going to lie, I had a huge ego, which by the way, if you ever hear coaches that are like, ego is the enemy. Nine times out of 10, those people have massive egos. But um, that, like, I'm dead serious. I've, anytime I've heard a coach be like, it's not about, I'm like, yeah, you're, I saw you at the bar after you're up your ass. But anyway, <laughs> um, where's it going to this? So uh, I don't care if you're Kevin Carr, right? And you and you move to South Central California. Yeah. Like regular people don't necessarily know who we are, yeah. right? And by that, I mean like non-coaches, trainers, whatever. So for me, you have to realize that one, you're going to have to do things, at least for me, right? You're going to have to do things that you don't want to do. You might have to mm-hmm. go back a few steps. And I got to a point actually when I first moved. So in Chicago, that's where I first found like, the first time I was in Chicago, which was 2013, moved from state college out there. That was the first time I had like legit success. Like I was like, holy crap. Like I was young. I was 22 when I moved there. And when I left, I was 26 or 27, whatever it was. And then I moved to Philly. And I legitimately remember thinking, like, hey, I'm just going to, I'm just going to move. And boom. Like I thought that I'm not kidding you. I thought that I was yeah. going to move. I was like, oh, it's going to be easy. No. And uh, so to answer your question, you got. You might have to do things you don't want to do. You're going to have to train people in time stops you don't want to train. If you go from, you know, okay, I'm stacked Monday from this time to this time, this time to this time. My schedule's perfect. Fridays, I only work a half day. I don't work weekends, whatever it is. You're going to have to do shit you don't want to do again. So you might have to backtrack, and that's okay. Um, but you have to think about where you want to be and where you're at and how you're going to get there. So you got to take who you can get. Another thing that I'm big on is, like, reaching out to the community. So like going to Lululemon, I literally would go to Lulu, Viore, whatever other like fitness brands, which to me, I associate like, okay, who are the people I want to train? What kind of things, where do they go? What neighborhoods are they in? What kind of things do they wear? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'd start shaking hands and kissing babies. It wasn't emails. It wasn't like, here's my resume. It was like, hi, I'm Wes. Like, da, 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 I'm a trainer. This is where I was. This is what I do. Like, what can, like, what can we do together? So, like, can I do a group X class? Can I do an outdoor thing? Can I do a, a free thing? Um, you know, handing out business cards, even at bars, uh, you know, taking classes at other facilities. Like, mm-hmm. was, another thing is if you ever want to teach group somewhere or coach somewhere, personally like i wouldn't just email like i want to work out like go in physically and like show your face take take the class do the workout like because you don't know what they're all about you might you might think something's the grand poopa and then you show up and you're like oh my god like i don't want to do this i don't want to coach here um the reason i say that is every now and then people reach out like dude i want to teach this spot and i'm like have you ever been there like no i'm like go check it out that's Um, the same thing so it's funny, but perform better. People are always like, how do I speak at perform better? I want to speak at perform better. I go, have you been? Yeah. Have you been? Yeah, yeah. Attendee? Exactly. And I'm always like, well, you should first just show up there yeah. and like, see what it's like and maybe meet some people. Don't just email them, right? right? And if you meet someone face-to-face, like you said, you went to Lulu, Vori, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. like the impact is 10x what it is if you get an email from somebody, right? They remember you. They're like, oh, that guy was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He came out. He took the time to come here. That makes a big difference. Same thing with a job, right? People come into the gym to work with us. Like someone sends us an email. We're like, uh, yeah, like, I don't know who this guy is or girl. Yeah, but if they were like, hey, man, I took the time to come and just like, I wanted to come chat with MBSC. Yeah. Like, 
Oh. Well, he took the time out of his day. She took the time out of their day to come and hang out. And there. you run a staff and you run yeah. a gym and you get, you have businesses like that's, so you're on that end of things, right? Yeah. I'm not. So exactly. So I, I would go to places and I'd be like, hi, I'm Wes. I just moved here. Like I'm here to take class from the fitness game. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't even say like, I want a job, which oddly enough, uh, in Philly, the, the studio that I ended up coaching at the majority of the time that I was there, they had just opened and I was literally going to every studio i just googled like fitness and gyms and this and that yeah. and i was like oh that sounds cool and this place had just opened bpm fitness shout out to shoshana and bpm fitness i hope you listen to this i'm gonna text you about it uh this is a true <laughs> this is a true story and i you know i was there for a few months didn't really know anyone had like a couple clients whatever i took class the gym had just opened we start talking after we ended up talking for like an hour and change and then at the end of it she goes she, I think this is roughly how it went. She goes, do you want to work here? And I was like, I think so. And she goes, you're going to work here. She goes, you're going to audition. You're going to get it. And I was like, and I'm not saying that's how it goes. Like, I'm not saying that's no. how it normally goes, but we just vibed. But you wouldn't and, even have that opportunity. No, if I just emailed and said, hey, I'm Wes, and here's my certs. And like, yeah. like, which is great. But I we clicked, and I was like, oh, yeah, she's awesome. And yeah. it worked out. I was there pretty much the whole time I was in Philly, like yeah. for group stuff, which as far as personal training goes, I don't, my, I guess, business model, I don't do any ads. I don't do, yeah. I don't do any of that jazz. Uh, but I coach groups and I take any opportunity I can to be in front of a large group of people, yeah. which early in my career, and I said this earlier, but I like bash group backs. I was like, oh, they don't know shit. And I have a degree in certs and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is if you're a good coach and you're in a group X environment or any, any group yeah. format, right? And you do your job, like people see, like, oh wow, he, yeah, this, like this, they, they get the, action. yeah, they get it. Like it's, it, yeah, I'm goofy and I'm silly, but it's a chance to show your opportunity. It's a chance to show you care, and it's a chance to show your skill set. Yeah. So like, if someone's foot is rotated in on a, you know, split squat, I'm saying, yeah. hey man, rotate your toes up like this real quick. Great. All right, that yeah. way we're not going to rotate on that knee or like whatever. Like, hey man, line up your pointer fingers or yeah. like reach through the floor, whatever it is. Yeah. Um. And people are like, oh, you know, no one ever told me that. I'm like, really? Or like, yeah. And then oh I, God, they're like, they're like, ding. Yeah. That's like, they took. Mike just said in the meeting, this is really good, actually. In our meeting this past week, we, it was our first meeting back in the fall. So we haven't had like a company wide staff meeting since May because of the summer, really. Mm -hmm. So like, and so he was saying to people, he goes, being an energetic, happy, enthusiastic coach with no technical skills or impact makes you a half a coach. And he said, like, all that is really good, mm -hmm. but like. To really make people care, you want to be that person, like the energetic, happy, personal person, but then also be able to say, hey, hey, when it feels like that, move your foot that way. Or, oh, you're having a shoulder issue. Why don't we switch from, you know, bench pressing to floor pressing? Because when you say something like that to somebody, they're like, wow, this person's one really smart. And they say, this person really cares about me as an individual within this group setting. And so what we talk to our coaches about is like, listen. We hired you because of the personality. Right. We hire off personality, hire people skills. We teach them the technical skills. Certified, nice person. Certified and a CNP, baby. And we say, but throughout that session, I want you to work your way up and down through the group. We have those pods, right? Like I did this today at 645. I just kept going up and back. I saw. Right? And touch base, 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 and say, oh, hey, hey, how's that shoulder doing, Jeff? Like, why don't we switch this exercise or is it good with this? Hey, uh, Laura, why don't we, you know, uh, fix this one thing or just talk about a weekend, right? And just Dude, keep making touches up and back. That's, that's it. And yeah. like, uh, again, I do like when it comes to the group stuff that I do, 
I will tell them like, Hey, there's a lot of ways to do the same thing. I go, if you're not going to do it like this, I got other ways you can do it. Yeah. And I'll say, the other thing I'll do is with groups is I'll say, Hey, listen, I make a joke out of it. If you have a question about exercise stuff or fantasy football, hit me up. I go, anything else? <laughs> I, I go, anything else? I can't tell you shit. And the other day, like this girl was asking her, Hey, every time I do lunges, like in these classes, my knees hurt. And I go, let me see your lunch. And she shows me her lunch and sure as shit, like her, her front knee was going like this, her back leg's going too far. And I go, here, try it like this. And I'm like, don't touch my hand. And I like put my hand, yeah. whatever. And so I'm like, see how your shin's like this? She goes, yeah. I go, see how your back knee's right on your hip? She goes, yeah. I go, that's what you want to do. And I go, listen, if that doesn't feel good, you can do the split squat. And I showed her, I go, take it. And I go, this is why. And I like, I didn't get too in the weeds, but I'm like, a lunge is open chain. So you're like, you know, I didn't say yeah. this, but I was like, you know, you're absorbing and redirect. So I go, do this. It goes, it's the same pattern. And I always say when I teach groups, mm -hmm. I go, listen, guys, modify, modifications are fine. I go, if you need to do it like this, and I'll give essentially like a, I'll go, here's your baseline. Here's how to make it spicier. Here's how to make it less spicy. And I go, wherever you're at today, meet yourself where you're at. If you need to make it less spicy, great. If you need to ramp it up, great. And I will say, like, to that woman, uh, you know, if the lunch hurts, do this. And I yeah. start, I go, start like this. And I, like, said, you know, stack your knee over your hip, dig, dig your back toes, back, back knee, up and down, elevator, not escalator. And I gave her, like, a real quick. And that five minutes after class, she was like, oh, my God, that was so great. Like, my knee didn't hurt. Like, I'm not making this up. And I go, yeah, in the end, I go, guys, it's the same pattern. I go, just because I initially said this doesn't mean you have to do this. I go, if you start doing circus tricks, I'm going to make funny on the mic. I go, <laughs> and I was like, I, I literally, I say that every time. I was like, you start doing foo 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 gazy shit, I'm going to call you out. I go, yeah. but if you need to modify, that's fine. Like the other yeah. day, I had him doing uh, uh, Z presses, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this, you probably know what Z presses. I go, listen. If this doesn't feel kosher, you can do it like this or like this or like this. And I'm like, you can do tall kneeling. You can do half kneeling. I'm like, if this doesn't feel good in your back, it's fine. You're still pressing weights over your head. In the end, it's the same thing. It's just a different way of getting and so, it. And so this brings me to what I want to talk to you about is like, how can most people make group fitness better? Because I think a lot of people yeah. had that same thought process that you had. Yeah. Going in like group fit is like rah, rah, 30 seconds, do this. And, but what you just described. Yeah was how you would coach anybody. No, that's, that's in a different setting. And you it just takes more effort. It just takes a little bit more thought in yeah. your programming. And it takes a little bit more communication. Yeah. But you can make a group X class really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. But it you just have to have check those boxes. Yeah, that's that's all you gotta do. You know your progressions, regressions, know how to talk to people, know how to make them feel safe, know how to make them giggle, acknowledge acknowledge their something, their effort, their outfit. The other day I'm teaching a class and like half the room has on black camel leggings. So I start cracking jokes. I go, guys, we're going to take a quick survey. Black camel leggings, black camel leggings. And I start like goofing off. But then at the same time, after I did that, I start getting all technical. I'm like, hey, dude, rotate your foot. Hey, I need you to do this. Hey, cool, screw your hands. Like little ditties, right? Yeah. Little, little, like you said, touch points or whatever it was. So it's, it's, you know, bringing the juice, being personable, but also like being technical. So like know your progressions, regressions, like just coach. Like, yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not trying to dumb it down. I'm dead serious. There's nothing I do. There's nothing I do. Like, yes, I've had success. I've had to go from nothing to people know who I am, whatever. There's nothing I do that hasn't been done. Everything I do has been taken. Good artists borrow, great ones steal. I steal everything. <laughs> there's, there's literally, there's nothing that I do that is original other yeah. than like the other day I was, I, this is actually, I don't know if this is appropriate, but I'm going to say, it. I was like, all right, guys, fog in a windshield. And I was like, big inhale. Like you're in a Las Vegas bathroom. Everyone started laughing. 
I was like, <laughs> like, and was like, maybe I'll make up a cue, like zip up your prison wallet. But they right? remembered it. E- exactly. So they're like, oh my God, you are so funny. But like, at the same time, like I'm coaching you up. Like, yeah, I'm a goofball <laughs> and I'm saying all this inappropriate shit, but I'm, I'm going to make sure that like, you're doing what you're supposed to do the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing is too, about like, about groups is that like those are good external cues? Those are nice. Yeah, those, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, dude, I got a whole bunch of them that are really inappropriate. I didn't see those in Nick's book, but that's no, uh, that's Nick nice. Yeah, oh. yeah. But you should contribute. Some Zip of up your prison wall. Yeah. Um, I was like, guys, uh, what did I say? We were doing planks. I was like, stack your shoulders over your elbow, tuck your belt buckle to your chin, pull your ears back, squeeze those cheeks like you're smuggling something into Lollapalooza. I was like, you know what I mean? And I pointed at this girl. I was like, <laughs> like, that, like that kind of shit. Uh, but at the same time, I'm queuing. Yeah. Um, Shit, I forgot what I was going to say. I lost it. No, but, a question. but what I, so, but again, you, you covered like the fundamentals of what makes you a good coach, right? You check in with everybody, you give them memorable cues, you continue to hustle back and forth and, and touch on everybody while also maintaining energy. I think there's people who are very technically skilled on one side yeah. who are flat and are boring and people don't want to pay attention to. And then there's really energetic people who have like really fun but they don't give you any feedback whatsoever, right? And you have to be somewhere in between those two ends. And every day or every client might go With one end to the other, right? Mm-hmm. There's some people who really want this in a group and there's some people who really want this. And you're like, okay, how do I keep moving the dimmer switch for each person? Which something else about groups is that like, not everybody's going to like you. Right? Right. Like I always joke at the end of class, go, hey guys, if you don't know me, I'm Wes, I'm the man. And I like make a joke about yeah. it. But like, not everyone's gonna like you, right? Whether it's your music or the yeah. way you look or the way you coach or the exercises you do, especially in group X. Like a lot yeah. of people like this like fugazi nonsense, which is fine. But I'm like, dude, if you don't like it, change your channel. And I don't take it personally. I go, there's plenty of business out there. Yeah. Same with personal training. Like uh, where I train one-on-ones, like this, this one woman was in the market for a trainer and I didn't realize she was like hitting up multiple trainers. And I had like this long interview with her and she ended up training with one of my best friends. He was like, dude, like, I didn't know she was taught. I was like, dude, it's fine. I'm like, bro, yeah. like, I'm glad you got the client. Not I'm everybody's like, going to fit. Yeah. I'm like, I'll get somebody else. And on top of that, that same woman takes my classes all the time. Yeah. Like not that that matters, but he literally was like concerned. He's one of my best friends. And he's like, bro, I was like, dude, there's a hundred clients out there. Yeah. Like we're in Chicago. I'm like, great. I'm happy for you, bro. Like, yeah. I, it's fine. <laughs> well, I, I always talk about this stat about like, there's no shortage of clients. It was no. from this fitness management book. I, I referenced in my presentation that performed better this past year. I was there. Yeah. When I, and I, talk, and I talk about the, how, you know, they did this survey of Americans and there's 2% of people who are like it, who are against fitness. They're never going to exercise. Yeah. Then there's like 16 or 17% of people who are diehard. Right. Then there is another like 16 or 17% who are indifferent, meaning like, I don't really carry the weight, but then that relieves, I think it was around 65% or whatever. 69. Yeah, I, yeah. it should be just for the podcast. We'll say it's 69% yeah. that are, um, no, they should be exercising, but aren't right. They're uninitiated believers as they call. Them, I like right? that. And if you take that's of Americans, 18 and older, so that's like that number, that's is like 165 million people. Mm-hmm. So there's no shortage of clients. And you're not going to, you're definitely not going to please all 165 million. And like you said, your boy, like he's not your threat. No. And even with us, like within our own gym, we said this to our coaches this week. Listen, if you get a new client and you got, and you think like after a couple weeks, like, Hey, we're not a good fit. Um, and we even send now in the first month to our clients, we say from the office, not from the coach, 
not from the person coaching them, Carrie or Kat in the office, send an email and say, Hey, I just want to check in. How's training going? Do you think it's a good fit with your coach? You have a good relationship because we still want them to train with us. I'm not like Steve. I'm not like Dan. I'm not like Vinny. I'm not like Bree. I'm not like Warren. I'm not like Courtney. We're all different. And so if you don't think it's a good fit, there might be someone else who's a really good fit for you. Delivering virtually the same product, but just in a different wrapping. So to that point, whenever I do uh, consults or whatever you want to call it, like I get referrals, I go, Hey, listen, and I talk to them and I I do this whole thing about like setting expectations. It's really simple, but I go, listen, if I'm not a good fit, I will help you find someone that is. There's this woman a while ago who was I don't know, a couple of years ago. And she basically wanted like someone to beat her to the ground every session. Yeah. I was like, Hey, like I don't do that. Like, this is why I don't do that. And I was like, I respect that you want that. And I didn't, I didn't berate her. I didn't say yeah. like, that's marketing down or like yeah. any of that stuff. I go, but I know this person and this person and this person who would probably cater to that. Yeah. And long story short, she ended up training with me anyway. Yeah. Cause I was, she was like, Oh, well that actually makes sense. But on the other side of that, you're avoid you're a referring somebody else's business, yeah. which is it's good. It's like good juju, right? And yeah. B, like that's not a good fit. It's yeah. somebody else. And if you're of that scarcity mindset, like you're not going to last. No, or like you're, you know what I mean. You're always awesome. going to be like pissed off, and someone else gets yeah. flying. Yeah, you're gonna always be sweating that. Like, it took a while for me to get this. there. By yeah. the way, like yeah. it took a while. This is not like I didn't just like magically stay. This happened over like a long time of being a coach, trainer, fitness dude, whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't just think that way the whole time, but I've come to realize that you yeah I, mean? and I, I think that that's an important thing to to get to i even with our own coaches i'm always like listen if you don't have the clients that you want then we have to figure out a way to get them for you but it's not because someone else get more referrals than you because we just look down the list and say who hey, who wants clients who's open at this time we just don't want up it's not like there's no reason you're not getting the people that you want other than the fact that maybe you're not getting out there yeah. and i would say like, we're very spoiled in mbsc like literally on monday we had six walk-ins in one day, six for groups and personal training came in to a dead end street. If you've ever drawn to, drove to MBSC, mm-hmm. you put the GPS, it actually stops before you get to MBSC. It stops like the building before. Cause I don't know, maybe the maps and the GPS, like don't friggin' match up to the actual street. We're at a dead end road in an industrial park. It's all construction workers, painters, shit like that on our street and a brewery. Right. <laughs> but we're at the very end. We have people walk in, have never been there before, never called to just say, Hey, can um, I try training? Or, like, what do you do here? That doesn't happen in most places. So, I say to our coach all the time, like, You know how good you have it? Like, you don't, like you said, you don't have to go out and like sell that much. Like, everyone here, there's no people on the floor that you sell to. Everyone's with a coach. And so, what I would say to them is, like, Listen, you have it really good here, but if you don't have what you want, you can still go out and sell to people. You can go to community events. You can go to Lululemon. You can go to the mall. You can go to wherever and tell them, you know, hey, I want to go do a free exercise class for you. And you can get clients that way. Something else that I, I'm glad you said all that because this just got my brain going. Because this actually just happened twice this past week, which is crazy. And I'll show you the text. But uh, another way you can get business as a coach is being buddies with other fitness people. Yeah. And so, for instance, right, I'm at this gym in Chicago. It's called Hi-Fi. That's where I do my one-on-ones. And I'm buddies. And I'm not saying you're going to be everybody's asshole buddies. Like, there's going to be people that just don't like you or yeah. whatever. That's fine. You don't have to be buddies with everybody. But the owners of me are buddies. Like, and then there's a handful of trainers. Like, this dude, this dude Grant, this is a true story. So, him and I bonded because he likes metal. We go yeah. to, like, metal shows, which – and um. 
he reached out to me two weeks ago. And he's like, Hey dude, like I'm fully booked. This guy reached out and uh, I think he'd be a good fit for you. And we connected and the dude's trained with me twice a week. So like if yeah. you, if you can make other fitness buddies, whether it's personal trainers, I have a buddy, another buddy, my buddy, Angie, she owns a spot called uh, Amplified Pilates in Chicago. She just referred me a client. She was like, Hey Wes, I have this. So if you have a reputation with other fitness people that can get you business too. And I do the same thing. I reciprocate. Like if I have a client, they're like, yeah, I want to do plaza. I'm like, Oh, go to my buddy, Angie. Yeah. Or like, uh, this woman reached out to me about personal training and she was like, Oh, I want 7am. I was like, dude, I'm fully booked. I do not have that. But I have this buddy, Brittany and I connected with Brittany. Brittany got the client. So it's like, yeah. I'm not like butthurt that what I don't get the client. What did I tell you before? My boy, Joe. Yeah. So I'm friends with these guys. We go see if I see at this place in Florida, we're really friendly. We message back and forth. And he's like, he spends half his year in Florida, half his year in Boston. And he's like, I wish I could find a better place to train in Boston. My boys were like, why don't you go to MBSC? Yeah. So they send me an email. This guy comes five days a week. He's been very impactful in my life in a lot of ways. He's a good friend of mine. But it's because I had a relationship with someone in Florida. That's, right? that's So like, it's not even just in your own city. People are like, hey, I got someone who's going to be there. Can I work with you? And so these relationships in your own city are important, but then even outside of the place that you are, because if someone's going there, they're going to be like, that's your guy. You go to West. I'm repeating what you're saying in that I lived in Philly for five years. Yeah. I've had two client referrals that were from friends of mine in Philly that had people in Chicago that they were buddies with. They were like, Hey, like I'm looking for a trainer. Like I'm moving out of Chicago. Oh, Wes or whatever yeah. it is. And I do the same thing. Yeah. People are like, Hey dude, I'm moving to Massachusetts. And yeah. like, oh, uh, I don't know if I referred her or not, but Katie, uh, Katie, yeah, she's there. Katie, yeah. She goes Katie to, she goes to there, yeah, and I remember time. singing the praises and I ran into her. I was like, Holy shit, Katie. Like, um, so yeah, like, I don't know. just, be a good person don't be a dick but yeah like making yeah. friends with other people in the community that are authentic is like another way to generate business mm -hmm. and like you know what i mean especially if they trust you like i'm not going to refer someone to somebody that sucks but, yeah no absolutely not because you yeah. feel like that reflects on you, you know, right? like, dude not to veer off on some other thing here but they're veer away there all right i'm gonna veer there have been it hasn't been lately but there have been times where someone's reached out to me and be like Hey, uh, I saw you know this person on Instagram or whatever, and like, and they applied, and da 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 da. da and like, I am not a hard ass, but my name and reputation, whatever, is attached to yeah. things I say. Gotta be like, honest. I'm like, hey, like, I don't want to talk smack. But like, I know this person, and like, you know, they late cancel on clients. They don't show up. They like, hey, like, that's do whatever you're gonna do with it. Or I'll say like, hey, I don't know this guy. Like, I met him at a thing. That's it. I don't know if he can coach or girl, whatever it yeah. is. Um, but I will be brutally honest because I don't ever want somebody to be like, Oh, well, Wes said this person's awesome and they suck or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can, hey, listen, you gotta be a professional. That's it. Right? Like if I tell someone this dude, lady, whatever is, is great. Like that's, I believe it. Like yeah. I'm not, that's not BS. Because if you give a couple bad recommendations then people are going to say like, exactly. I'm not going to ask him again. Like, Oh, if they say this person, like you're like, you're when your name's mud. So word is bomb. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Yeah. For you now, so like you're your own business, right? Like yeah. you're like a solo entrepreneur, right? Yeah. And I think people don't, I think trainers, and I was talking, I'm going to have Steve the Barber on here pretty soon because oh, I think I barbering wait. and especially the way that you do fitness and, and work as like a solo entrepreneur mm -hmm. is very similar because lots of barbers rent chairs and sometimes they cut in multiple places. And it's, I think, both these businesses, they don't necessarily think of themselves as a business. And mm -hmm. so for you, like, I, I think the way that you're successful is when I talk to you, you talk like, 
like you're a business, like a one person business, even though you might be at two different places where you teach classes somewhere, you teach personal training somewhere else. And even for our own coaches in who are employees, right? They're not contractors. I say like, you still need to think of at NBSC, you're your own business. Yep. And like, you might build through NBSC, you might use NBSC policies, but you're still going to have my own email or text chain with all my own clients. However you want to do that. I'm going to have the way I communicate, the way I expense things, like everything, think of it as a business in there. And that's how you're going to be most successful. You're not just going to just float, right? Nope. Which, all right. Again, I'm veering off, but I remember when I was in my, <laughs> I don't know, I just, that's like corporate jargon or some bullshit, but I remember being younger and being like, yeah, like success in the fitness industry is like, I'm going to have my name on the gym and I want to own a gym. And like, I, I thought that I was yeah. like super passionate about it. And then as time went on, for some reason, I was like, you know, I like what I'm doing right now. I'm yeah. not saying I'm going to be like married to like what I'm doing now forever. Like I love yeah. it. I'm happy. I am happy. Yeah. I like my schedule, I like my the classes at studio three, I like the one-on-ones I do mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, but like success as a coach, trainer, fitness person, whatever it is, what you want it to be yeah whether it's your schedule or your income or how many hours you're coaching or whatever it is mm-hmm. and you you alone are a representation of that thing yeah. like you're saying so you know you, you don't have to have shitloads of followers on it's like i don't have that many i've got like two grand or whatever it is like I, two grand of people who really care about you is a lot different than 60 grand of people who don't really give a shit exactly i, I heard luca hovasar who i, I like really him. like yeah i think I'll say this now. I'm going to try to get him for the spring seminar for 2024 at MBSC. But he was saying, like, he showed a picture of, like, a bunch of different stadiums, right? He showed, like, a small concert venue. He's like, this is 2,000 people. He goes, people complain to their followers. Would you like to have 2,000 fucking paying customers? Yeah. Because you have 2,000 people who really care about you. It's a lot different. He goes, here's 10,000 people. Look how people are like, oh, I don't have a million followers. 10,000 people is a lot of people. You go, how many people fit in Penn State Stadium? 100,000? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he went all the way through and I'm like, it, it matters how much they care about you right. more than the numbers. And so I don't think that matters in fitness. Like no. you, you need training. If you're a trainer yeah. like you, you need like 50 people that's, to give dude, a shit. That's, that's what I was going to get at next. You need like 50 people who give a shit. Right. That's, 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 that's like, that'll pay your bills. Would you rather have an audience that's like a shit, a big audience that doesn't yeah. buy t-shirts yeah. or do you want a low audience that buys the merch yeah. like it's or whatever. I don't know if that's a great yeah, You don't know, like, but it's true. Like you really don't like, so I sell shirts through movement as medicine. I just yeah. did a sale, sold a bunch of fucking shirts mm-hmm. this year at like 25 bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. I don't, I have 65,000 followers on movement. As medicine. Ooh, I don't sure. I don't need 65,000 people to buy them. I need like a hundred people to buy them. Right. Exactly. Right. And, and so, for me, like, I think people get so caught up in the social media, the hype thing, like I need to have followers and like, nah, dude, you, you, you can make a big enough impact in your immediate community by being a good coach, yeah. connecting with people, developing a devout local following, like MBSC has a devout local following. We don't need to have the social media piece. Like Mike has it because he's Mike. Yeah. But for us, like locally, that is what pays the bills. That's the bread and butter for us. Nothing else is. Yeah. And so I think that's a lot harder to do. It, right. I would, yeah, yeah, I'd say it is like I'd rather have 10 diehards than a hundred, yeah, you know, because those people won't leave you. No, exactly. So, yeah. COVID, okay, COVID, yeah. good example. Dude. COVID hit, a bunch of gyms went under. Like I always said, COVID exposed existing conditions, right? Both from a health standpoint and from a business standpoint. Yep. So, like, right, people who, were, who weren't healthy went down, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. 
businesses financially who might have looked good on the outside but weren't healthy went down. But with like with us, the reason we got through it as a business, like we were closed from it was like St. Patrick's Day. I remember St. Patrick's Day Southie Parade. Kids were out there raging. Squiz was out there partying. Love everyone. Love. It, then COVID hit that freaking day and everything shut down. And we were closed what March seventeenth until through into June. But all our clients were like, we're just going to keep paying. So, keep and going. those people are the reason no one online did anything for us. It was our clients who we were like, we're going to switch to Zoom. They're like, we'll still keep paying the same price. Yep. Then when we open back up in June, it's going to be a kind of limited classes. We're going to do it outside. It's going to be inconvenient. They're like, fine. Those are the people that kept our lights on, not our Instagram following. Not to be like, oh, COVID, COVID. But to your point, and I'm not like bragging, but I did not lose one client during COVID. Yeah. And I got more. And I literally, what I did was, and like, not to again veer off on COVID, but I was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. And I literally told my clients, I'm like, all right, get a backpack, get all the Harry Potter books, put them in there. I'm gonna say, oh, <laughs> I, was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, we're going to figure this shit out. I also got very lucky because a buddy of mine, Will Schlucker, shout out to Will Schlucker, was uh, before COVID, was closing his gym and sold me a bunch of kettlebells. And yeah. I bought all these bells. And so anyway, but I, the, the point is I didn't lose anyone. Yeah, which I'm not like bragging, like, oh, I'm awesome. But like, these are people that give a shit because I give a shit. Yeah. So it's like, you like, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like listen, we, we could have evaporated. Yeah, dude, I wouldn't have paid my bills if I didn't have these clients. Like, yeah. And these, but these people wanted us to exist. Yeah. Who didn't, who we could have said, like, dude, you could, we told them, all, you can cancel your membership. Yeah. It's like, no, we'll pay because they want to be able to come back at the other side. So they'll be able to come here. Yeah. And, and, I, I think that those in-person relationships, those like long-term relationships is what carried us. Right. right. And so it makes a really big difference. It sure does dude. I love, I don't know. We were talking about this earlier in the car, but like every now and then we'll see independent trainers and like, don't get me wrong. We all bitch about like, uh, this person, whatever. But like the reality is these people are paying your bills. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I could be shoveling shit right now. And there's nothing against shoveling shit. If you make your living doing that, whatever. It's fine. Maybe it's a shit shoveler. It's an honest, it's an honest living shoveling shit. But I'm like, dude, we're in gym clothes right now. I'm like, we're in gym clothes, cranking out music. I'm in Crocs. Like I, I coach in yeah. Crocs a lot. I'm like, life could be a lot worse. I'm like, yeah. you got the person paying you a hundred bucks or whatever it is. I'm like, listen to the bitch about their day or their husband or their wife, whatever it is. I'm like, and then make them do some exercise. You yeah. ever have like a little moment of gratitude in your day? All the, every, I was standing there in the gym the other day Yeah, and like I've worked my, I, this was a busy fucking week. First week of the interns, first week of fall groups. Like we were grinding, right? And I'm standing there and it's freaking crazy in there. And I'm in like what I'm wearing now. I'm in like a freaking t-shirt, yeah. shorts. And I'm like, this is pretty fucking good. Yeah. 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 That I have right now. And like, I could have been like, man, I'm fucking tired. I was there. I was there until like almost nine o'clock on Tuesday. Yeah. And I'm like, I could be bitching about it, but I was like, Dude, I could be freaking working a double. I could be like a parking lot attendant. I could yep. be, like you said, I could be freaking empty in porta potties for a living. And I'm like, this isn't that bad. No, dude, I, I got to call myself out for that shit all the time. Yeah. And every day, whenever like, I want to bitch, I'm always like, okay, what could I be doing? That's that's how I look at it. I'm like, how could it be worse? What could I be doing? Yeah. And like, not to be corny, but I do a gratitude journal every it day. It works. It, it definitely dude, works. I wake up every day. And one of the things I write down constantly, so I do like, and again, I'm not unique, but I'm like, Three things you're grateful for, three ways you're going to make the day great, daily mantra, all that. And one thing I constantly write on there is uh, my clients. I go, my clients and my classes. I'm like, I'm very grateful for these people. What's interesting, like, so like a couple weeks ago, I was tired. I was kind of in a bad mood. I went into work and I noticed 
throughout the day, I get into a better mood. Dude. So, like, I'll go in, I'll kind of sour. It's, like, 5 a.m., and I'm, like, fuck, like, I'm tired. Kid had me exhausted, whatever it is. All the shit that you bring with you. And then I have one client. Then I have a second client. Then I have a third client. I'm, like, oh, my God. I'm, like, like powering up. Like, I feel a little bit better. Yes. Like, and you realize, like, oh, the energy transfer thing's real. And, Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, oh, my God, this job really makes me happy at the end of the day. And you have to be grateful for things. Like, you could be tired, but, like, Okay, I get to come and do this all day. I just hang out and talk to these people who are essentially my friends, right? Like, so same exact thing, but different. Yeah. I on Wednesday, I sub this class. It was a late night class, and all day I was like, "Why did I say I would sub this class?" Yeah, you're like, "I'm going to cover this group." You're like, yeah, like "Why did I say I would take it?" Damn it! I was like, "Why did I say I would do this?" And then I did it, and like I brought the thunder. By the time the warm up was over, people were like, "And again, I don't normally teach that late." People were picking up what I was putting down and giggling and laughing. I'm like, "Yep." So I do. This is what I did. Yeah. So that's the same thing. Like, we've like, taken a middle school hockey group at MBSC. Yeah. Because we were talking about some of the middle school kids, middle school boys specifically, while playing the same team are the worst. Yeah. As Mike says, middle school boys are the lowest life form on earth. Sure. Right. Like they screw around. They don't listen. They they don't particularly move well. They're the hardest thing to coach. If you can coach a good group of 12-year-old boys, you're a good coach. And so I same thing. Like I was like, I'm going to stay. I'm going to take this. Right. And fuck, it's like five o'clock. I'm going to take them at like seven thirty. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I still have like, this many hours fuck, till I have to do this. I'm going to take them. I still have like three hours, three and a half hours to go. But then I go out there and I take them and I have like the younger coaches and I have the interns watching. I go, I'm going to show them how to fucking. That's. And, and I know I can run this group yeah. like a freaking machine. Yeah. So I run it. These kids are clicking. They're energized. They're freaking listening. They're doing things well. And I walked out and I go, Oh, I'm really fucking good at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, right? Dude, and that's like, it. That's like, it. And I was like, oh, that's why I like doing it because the kids were jazzed up after yeah. they were high-fiving. When they came in, they freaking weren't listening. They, they, one kid, they, a couple kids had to try to hide in the ear pod in there. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. get that shit out of here. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, they wanted to be there. That's right? it. And I'm like, okay, it, that's the power of coaching. It, Dude, it is. And like to the same point, I'm always like, and I said this earlier, like, I bring the juice, which I do. I'm like, you got to leave your shit at the door. I'm like, I don't care what is going on. I'm like, I don't care if you have to pretend all damn day but there is that energy transfer where to your hockey group thing same thing i was like fuck it was 6 a.m and i was like i have six sessions in three classes and i have to go till seven something at night and then i gotta wake up five in the morning do this shit again yeah. and then the time the class went i was like and by the time it was over and everyone's all hype and high five and the people had never taken me because i never teach that slot they were like oh. i was like this is why i do this shit i was like exactly. i was like i'm good at this i was like i love this shit like and it's it's just funny how that works yeah like you know, and it'll always be that way. Like you're gonna yeah. have your days with. You're I mean, not always gonna. gonna be, I can't wait to be here today. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not every day. You're not gonna piss rainbows. Yeah. You're gonna have days with. Like, but it's like just bring it. Leave your shit at the door. And on that note, yeah, watch your energy. What I want you, to, I want you to come right to the middle of this, right okay. here, right to the center. I want you to look right into that camera. Wait, wait, like right there. Yeah, and I want you to give me your closing uh, remarks that you give in your class because we talk about giving people energy. Enough. You take your shirt off, take your shirt off. Yeah. I hope you guys on YouTube are watching. I because you talk about like giving people positive energy and giving the juice. And it and I always say like it's how you start and how you finish. People remember the what they call the peak end effect, right? Okay. So they, like when you end a session, I was talking to this with some of our coaches, like don't let them just go to condition and be like, all right, do this and like check with them. Leave and give them something at the end. Right. Because even if like at the beginning of the class, like you're energetic, in the middle you're kind of energetic, but if you leave and you can't they, be flat you kind of are flat at the end. They remember what happens at the end. Yep. Right. The climax. And so I was 
the, the Power of Moments is a really good book. I've read that. Power of Moments. He talks about the peak. They talk about the peak end effect. I've read it. Either. And yeah. they they talk about like you want to end every experience with something that's really memorable. And when you were talking about how you end a class, it reminded me of like the Hulk Hogan, like eat your vegetables, take your vitamins <laughs> thing. But what it does is it keeps they they leave and they're like, oh fuck yeah, like I really like that. Like he really cared about me. And so when I we talked about the podcast, I, I want you to look in the camera and give your closing your closing little speech, your little blurb that you give people in, right. uh, in the end of a class. All right. If you ever taken my class at Studio 3, you've heard this a hundred times, and I say it every class. Here we go. Make good choices. Look both ways. Wear a seatbelt. Wear a helmet. Wear protection. Wear a sunscreen. 1.2 to 2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight a day. Half your body weight in fluid ounces of water. Seven, nine hours of sleep a night. 10,000 steps a day. Uh, lift weights. Do your mobility. Do some cardio. Eat your good foods. You'll probably stick around a while. Take care of your meat wagon. You only get one meat wagon. Stay positive. Test negative. Bust your teeth. Floss. Mouthwash. The whole shebang bang. Stay blessed. Uh, what else? I think that's about it. Yeah, that's, 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 but I say that every, I say that every class. And sometimes people come up to me and ask me about it. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, that, that's what All you right. should do. I go, if you do that, you'll probably stick around a while. Take care of that meat wagon. You only get one meat wagon. I say that every class. I, love I go, that. you get one rod, kids. Take care of it. Anyway. Oh, my God. Very good job. I Thank like you. that. Um, so I always end with a book recommendation. I didn't do it last one with PJ, but I am going to do it today. And this is what I just finished not that long ago. This isn't a fitness book at all. Sometimes I don't give fitness books at all. I also like history. I'm a big fan of history. So I tend to read like kind of like a personal development or training-based science-y book, either listen or read. And then I'll read something that is usually history-based. Like I have The Real History of the American Revolution over there. I have this one is uh, very, very good. Destiny of the Republic. Put it in the camera. It's about James Garfield, president that most people don't read about. See? Okay. And the subline, Tale of Madness, Madison, and the Murder of a President. He was assassinated. Okay. Uh, very, very good book. Very, very good read. Outstanding. Candace Miller, she also wrote River of Doubt, which is about Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt going down the Amazon River and doing an exploration down the Amazon River. Very impressive guy. Very quick and easy read. Um, highly recommend. So if you like history, Destiny of the Republic by Candace Miller, I would highly recommend. Um, Wes, do you have any book recommendations for today? Mm. You don't have to. Uh, I, put I you on just the spot. read. Hold on. Well, all right. Everyone, their mother has a boner for this in fitness, but I just read like Outlive by Peter Atia. Okay, that's uh, fine. So that was a good one about like you know fitness stuff, but non-fitness stuff. Uh, you recommended it to me. That book, Conspiracy. Oh, by yeah, Ryan Hall. <laughs> one of my favorites. It's about Hulk Hogan and some other crazy shit, but you should check it out. It's one of my favorite. It books. won't make your life better, but it's entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, my friend, my first one to take your shirt off. You are the first one to take your shirt off during a podcast, which is actually kind of crazy that I, we haven't done that. But yeah. it's because not enough people come in the studio, so you're here. Right. So we're gonna do more of these. So Excellent. thank you very much. Um, we'll get this out in the next couple of days, and uh, see you out there. Fitness, fitness. You did great. You did awesome.